Embedded Strategies, because there's something in all of us we like to share. Alright, welcome everybody to episode 3 of Embedded Strategies. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing Justin Christensen. Justin is somebody that I personally met back in early 2010 at a network marketing, internet marketing convention in Las Vegas. I heard him speak and I just knew that he was being real. I had to reach out to him on Facebook, got connected with him. We became pretty good friends over time. He shared with me a lot of nuggets that helped me out, not just in my network marketing business, not just in my internet marketing business, but I applied a lot of that information still today into my businesses. And I've gotten leads, I've gotten conversion. As a matter of fact, that's what we're going to be talking about today. His company, Conversion Fanatics, is what's going to allow you to understand how to do your testing, how to do your conversions for your website so you can get that quality lead that you deserve. Without further ado, here's Mr. Justin Christensen. All right, we are live. Ladies and gentlemen, today I'm bringing out Justin Christensen. Uh, Justin has been a leader in the entrepreneurship world, uh, both in lead generation as well as topics that are very dear to me, which is balancing life and family. And so uh, without further ado, Justin out of Austin, Texas, how are you doing, my friend? Hey, not too bad, Caesar. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you. So let's get right into it, man. Uh, what drove you, if you can kind of point back the clock, what was that time for you when you were going from a, a, an employee person saying, hey, this is not for me, uh, to transitioning from um, that to entrepreneurship for you? Yeah, what was well, that life for you like? I had gotten my start. I mean, it's been oh, 14 plus years now. I think we're coming up on year 15 now. Now it's, it's 2017. Um, I got my start in network marketing back in the day, and I just kind of got the bug. My dad was always pretty entrepreneurial, and I got introduced through network marketing, kind of a bigger world outside of my small little town in rural North Dakota. Um, and what was really the tipping point for me was I was working as an electrician at the time, which is what I went to college for. And I was on something like hour 70 of my third week in a row, um, something like that, working just extremely hard trying to finish a big project. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I was just sore. I was tired. I was just miserable. So I had actually stepped away and uh, started it took a job as a cell phone salesman as I was building my business and kind of figuring out, you know, found this whole online marketing world. And I just realized that I was making decent money with my business. And I, I hated being a cell phone salesman, you know, doing it B2B. So I just sat down. It was two months before my wife and I got married in 2005. Um, oh. And I, we sat down, there was tears shed some uncertainty, but at that point I decided to quit my job and basically go full time. And I guess you can see the rest of the history. <laughs> that, that really speaks a lot about your wife because I, I know that conversation uh, very well. It's uh, when you have that bug in you and you have a taste of freedom, you know, you, you both look at each other and if something's not panning out right in the business, you're like, who's going to go back to, uh, you know, feeding the family, taking care of the family. So you've guys, you've guys pulled through some, um, 
downs and ups as we know all know in 08 there was a crash that happened in real estate and so i i always look at uh at studying people this is one of the reasons why i reached out to you is because you're a family man which is a big dear topic of mine is how do you take you know life with all the craziness and havoc um and how do you balance that out with with, with finances especially if you go full-time entrepreneurship you know um, yeah i mean there so, are there's there's ups and downs always. And that was one of the biggest things in the beginning was we were both, we both grew up, my wife and I both grew up in a town where, you know, I was lucky to have an entrepreneurial father who would try a bunch of different things and did a lot of different things as I was growing up and still does to this day. But he had a job and we were brought up in a, you know, society, you know, in our small little rural community that you need to go get a good job. You need to work it out. You need to do that. So that uncertainty um, was definitely a big turning point, but then it was up to me. I mean, it, it really was at that point. And what was I made of um, to actually make it? And there's been some, there's some big downs in there. I'm not going to lie. I mean, there's been a lot of hard times during this whole journey since I've been doing it so many years, but there's been some amazing times as well. What what would you attribute to uh, on those downtimes? What would, what would you attribute to as your um, movement to to the next level of getting out? Because just from my experience, I, I can just share with you really quick. And in '08, when we lost um, pretty much everything in '08 to 2010, when the, when the market crashed, you know, n none of us were we're looking at each other. It's like, you know, this is not worth it. Our, our house is way underwater. Our finances are down, so we let pretty much everything go as far as lifestyle, and we moved to a very small town just to kind of breathe more again. But mm -hmm. um, you know, what, what was that like for you? Uh, was this all within now in Austin, Texas, or is this? I mean, you're still living back back home. Uh, no, in, the, the down the downturns really happened in in Austin. Um, we had moved okay. here in 2007. Um, so, I mean, what really kind of got me through that is one thing is I've stuck to my, my values, my core values growing up were I learned at an early age, the value of a dollar. Um, so I was able to really push forward and because I was not ever living outside of my means. Um, I've always kept it very frugal from that standpoint, only up until recently have I started kind of enjoying a few finer things. Um, you know, we've always been comfortable from that standpoint. So I don't ever, you know, I, I just learned that, you know, live within my means. And then one thing in the probably the most recent downturn that I've had in business was only a handful of years ago was that, I mean, I was in a bad place. I was drinking heavily. I was, I gained a bunch of weight. Nothing seemed to be working right. And it just... And then I just looked at myself in the mirror and I said, okay, if anything's going to change, it has to be with me. And I started working really hard on my personal development and getting my mindset right, reaching out to some close friends that kind of had that circle. I mean, at that point in time, I had a brand new baby, um, you know, so I was a new father and it just things, things weren't going the right way. And I attributed it, you know, I couldn't point at anybody and say, it's your fault. So it was all pointing back at me. So that's what I did. I just uh, worked on me. Um, I had quit drinking. I had 
um, then lost 40 pounds. I really started taking care of myself first, meditating a lot, you know, reading a lot of personal development, seeking the help of friends and family and just anybody that would listen to me. And um, then things finally started clicking again and Mm. uh, really kind of brought me back out of my slump. What was that? that audio of that book that you can remember that really helped you along that journey? Um, the one thing that really worked for me was play, uh, was slight edge, but Jeff Olson was one of the best books I'd probably read on that. And I still, oh, no way, man. Yeah. And I reread <laughs> it. I reread it, um, at least once a year and it's actually okay. evolved into my whole entire philosophy at our company now. It's just those continuous yep. improvements daily. You, you know, we, I came from a world of high volume internet marketing where you're swinging for the fences all the time and you're going to miss, you're going to strike out a bunch. So I just worked through that um, and just kind of said, okay, I just got to make daily improvements. That's all I got to do. I just got to be a little bit better than I was yesterday. And it, yep. it served me really well. Now, did you plug your wife into that same book? Yeah, a little bit. Um, she kind of gets my whole philosophy, but um, that's, that's really just what I'm kind of going for. And I'm usually kind of to myself. I'm, I'm a pretty introverted person, actually. So even at home, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty reserved. But, um, you know, I, when people meet me, they generally think I'm, I'm pretty outgoing. I talk a lot, you know, all of these things, but I, I'm pretty reserved. So I did bring her into some of my philosophy and kind of just let her know what I was doing. Um, even in the hardest of times, but she may not have gotten what I was doing, but, um, in the end it, it seems to work out. I know, uh, I know that book very well because it was, uh, 2007 or so. I I remember waking up one day and, and like you, I didn't like where I was at. And I, uh, I told my wife, I said, you know, we're, we live in this life like, you know, like everybody else where we're trying to, you know, look at what they have, what they talk about, talk bad about people. Uh, We weren't doing it heavily, but there was just things that would just come up and it'd be like jokes and stuff. This really sucks. I mean, how, how is this bettering ourselves? And so I got into, um, at a very young age, uh, analyst, uh, uh MLM, uh, work at home businesses. But Jeff Olson was the audio in 07 that really triggered that thought. And I remember telling my wife, I said, I, I don't know, if, I don't know if you and I would be together very long if I start to mentally outgrow you, um, with personal development and not in a bad way. I'm just, I wanted my life to be in, the, in a positive light, you know? And so she says, yeah, I'll listen to it. So that was like the beginning phases of her understanding where I was coming from. So I think that really helped our marriage out was understanding where we were both at. Um, so, uh, you know, that's, that, was, that was key. And I like what you said that, you know, you had just had your, um, I think it was your second child recently. Uh, you know, when, when you're going to, when in I quit, uh, 2013 I, or so. Yeah. When I quit drinking, um, that was, 2013 was when I quit drinking alcohol and I really, I was going through a nasty place. So I just pointed to myself and really changed things. That that's huge because, um, 
you know, your personality type, like you mentioned, you're very reserved. Um, there's, there's a couple of things, a couple of tools out there that I've used for personality reading of, of folks. Um, I know that there's a, a program called disc that I've used uh, recently that, that told me that I thrive better with people um, in the networking type of environment, which is kind of weird. Uh, I stands for the inspiration, inspirational type of person. Um, so that's why I've always kind of liked this industry. But you pointed back at yourself saying you were the uh, the problem, nobody else. And I think that's what I see a lot of folks. And sometimes I, I catch myself this way is that if I don't, if I do something wrong and you, you know, you don't, the way I was brought up is you go fix it. You, you apologize, you go fix it. And I don't think necessarily in the industry of, of network marketing, um, I know you're not doing that as much anymore. It, it's very difficult to have everybody on the same page. And I've been on this journey for the last year. This is one of the reasons why I'm launching this podcast is because I wanted to be able to connect with folks that I've seen as have helped me along the way. I think you and I met in 09. And you're right. You used to uh, drink a lot. Uh, at those events and I was there with you. I'm still working on that, man. I, that's one of my <laughs> goals is, is, is stop, stop drinking, but um, I don't do it for the wrong reasons. I do it more for social stuff. I don't, I don't buy, um, yeah. you know, I don't buy liquor just, just a drink, but. And mine used to be that way too. And I just, I'm an all or nothing personality. So <laughs> if I'm gonna do something, I mean, it, it, it is an all or nothing. It wasn't one drink socially with me. It was 10. Um, you know, so I, I, I cut the problem off before it became a problem. And nice. I just really focus on me and I, I come from a place of integrity. And then as well, I always look, I mean, it sounds really cliche, but you know, you hear it all the time in the entrepreneurial circles is, you know, just how many people can you help? Um, and where can you provide value? And I just come from that place and really work hard on that and having patience. Um, mm. We're in an instant gratification world. So if you can be patient, and it's one of my biggest downfalls is I'm not a patient person. I want it now or yesterday. You know, I want it. I want it now. And working on it from a patient's perspective has really helped me and it's something I work on every day. It's just, I got to be calm. I've got to be, you know, I got to focus on the things that I can control and it's really helped me kind of evolve in business and in life because I can, I can only change the things that I can control. And when I focus on that and it's something that I instill into my kids too, you know, just trying, you know, they're very young still. So, it's just trying to instill on them that, hey, you can control your actions. You can control re your responses to things. And the only thing you can control is how you react to those different things. And, and if you just really focus on how you can control that, then things are going to work out better in your favor. Yeah, I like that. No, that's, a, that's a good philosophy. I, I got three boys of my own. And um, one of the things that's made it very difficult for me in the last few years was really just to work at home because my personality is I, I like being quiet, especially when I'm shooting videos, I'm recording something, uh, or just trying to focus on maybe a blog post writing. I, a transition from focus to now I, I had to leave the house because we started homeschooling them. Um, because my, my wife's philosophy is, uh, is things haven't changed in the school systems for the better. So she was, she wanted to homeschool. So it's, 
it's, it's that balance, man. It's that balance is how do you overcome some of those challenges, you know? So, um, that's cool, man. I, I really appreciate you sharing that. Are, are your kids, um, do you see them transitioning into that in the future into entrepreneurship? Are you going to instill that as well? Um, I'm kind of right now, I'm just kind of leaving it up to choice. Um, okay. for them, just kind of seeing where the carts fall. Like even it comes to sports or anything like that, I'm just letting them try. Um, and I'm really trying to bring them up in a sense that you're going to fail. Um, and I'm kind of encouraging failure. And luckily my kids like to try a bunch of different new things. Um, so that's really helped. And I, I just don't want them to be in caught up in that everybody gets a trophy um, type world and know that there is going to be some hardship in the world. There's going to be, you know, some downfalls. You're going to have setbacks. And it's, it's worked pretty well so far. I mean, my kids are only six and four. So I just like letting them try new things, letting them get their bumps, letting them get their bruises, you know, in the metaphorical sense. Um, and just seeing where the cards fall. And if they like something, I'll encourage them to do it. Um, and if they want to go to college, I mean, my wife is, is highly educated. She has a master's degree. Um, I'm not, I'm college dropout. So it's, for me, it's, it's just kind of that balance. If they want to go to college, they want to do something along that route. I'm going to support them in it, but I'm just going to let them know that there is a bigger world out there. Nice. It's good that you both have that that different perspective too. Um, and then you also got the you know your dad instilled it in you. I I got a little bit from my dad, not not a lot from entrepreneurship, but I'm kind of the black sheep in the family. Um, you know, nobody really does anything outside of their day nine to five job. But I've always been, been kind of motivated to do more because I just I just know that there's more value out there than just providing what you do for that employer. Um, yeah, and that that nine to five thing. I mean, as an entrepreneur, I work more. You know, I mean, it's, I'm kind of a workaholic. I remember you put, I remember you posted that too on Facebook. You said, anybody that told you that all you do is 40 hours a week or something to that effect, uh, they're lying to you. I mean, you work your butt off, but you enjoy it. You know, that's your well, yeah. I mean, my thing is, it's like, you know, I only like working half days and it doesn't matter which 12 hours I work. Um, you know, I, I use that philosophy. <laughs> um, but I, I lead a pretty structured, balanced day. Um, because I have a family and I want to be there for them. And one thing that I really found is to have that balance. So I'm, I'm a big scheduler now in the business world. So I just, I just really like to have it in there. I schedule my workouts every day. I schedule, you know, and I'm home by five o'clock almost every day. Um, you know, I sit down and have dinner with my family every day and I want to have that freedom. You know, I go to my kids programs at school and do things like that as much as I'm available to do but I don't want to restrict it because I got into business to have some time freedom and even sure. though I love I love what I do and I love working hard and I love lurking long hours um, I still try to structure my day but I'm, I'm in the office by seven o'clock every morning um, and I'm home by five um, but and then I squeeze my workouts in there where I can and schedule it around whatever I have in place. So, so with that said, let's, let's transition really quick into your, your business. You went from network marketing to now running your own successful business in the internet marketing space. You provide marketing solutions for businesses. Is that what I understand? 
Yeah, we provide a service. Um, our company's called Conversion Fanatics, and what we do is take care of the heavy lifting around conversion rate optimization and split testing for companies. So very digital marketing focused, but and very analytical focused. So we just help companies navigate their analytics and then provide the resources from development and design and strategy to help them implement and get better results from their marketing is essentially what we're doing now. So that way they can scale from based off your analytics results? Yeah, we just, that kind of just idea? We, we just really help them better understand what their visitors are doing on their site, um, how their visitors are interacting with their brand, how they're interacting with their products, their offers, and help make it better and create that better user experience and in turn increase their results. And I'm sure a lot has changed since, you know, you and I met. I mean, we, we went from, you know, squeeze pages to now responsive squeeze pages. And I, I don't even know what the percentage is. I'm sure most people are on their cell phones when they're, they're viewing information these days. I mean, um, the mediums have changed a little bit, but for the most part, the strategies are all very basic. And, um, and, and what worked 10 years ago to a point still works today. It's just the mediums changed slightly. And, you know, we just really got to think, and you have to think when you're in business that we're not our product. We're not our brand. At the end of the day, we're dealing with people. And it doesn't matter what you're selling, um, what you have for sale, what you're offering, the information you're putting out there. At the end of the day, the other person on the other end of the line is a person. So you, they have the same buying tendencies, that's the psychology behind what makes people do what they do. And you just got to figure out how to best communicate what it is you have to sell in line with that. Yeah, it's almost like a, a game, right? It's, it's figuring out where the mouse wants to go. Yep. In the rabbit hole. You know, that's kind of interesting. It definitely is a game. Yeah, I remember you should. Mm -hmm. What's your, uh, your, your company's goals, you see it expanding or are you planning to kind of stay within Austin? Are, are you serving anybody outside of Austin or is it we, just local businesses? We don't have any clients in Austin. Um, oh, really? So they're all outside, huh? Yeah, we're national, actually international. We've got a client in Denmark. Right now we've got a client in Australia. I think we've got two in Canada. Um, and then the rest in the across the U.S. I mean, we're coast to coast pretty much. Very cool. What What's your ideal client that you're looking for? Ideal client is usually somebody three million plus in revenue. We've worked all the way up, you know, consulting major brands doing a billion dollars. Um, but we kind of our sweet spot is in that ten to thirty million range. Do you find most customers are open to share that type of information for revenue purposes? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we've got a lot of research tools. I mean, you can generally find out within a ballpark and knowing how much traffic they have, how much their products are for sale for, you know, and kind of just looking at their site, you can generally gauge it before you, um, and engage with that company. But yeah, once we get under contract and sign NDAs and do all that fun stuff, we get access to everything. So. Cool. What what uh, what are you using right now for lead generation? What's your favorite medium? Um, we're doing almost all outbound right now, um, and then some content. 
is pretty much it. So that's one of the goals for 17 is to establish a couple more scalable channels. Um, okay. We're just really working heavy on the biz dev side of our business right now, since we've got the systems and processes and people and everything in place um, to fulfill on the product. Um, we've worked really, really hard on fulfilling on the product and working on those systems and we're continually evolving that as well going back to the continuous daily improvement have you ever found like a need to turn down a client like this is not a good fit they don't make enough or you know what does that daily that situation looks like daily oh, really? <laughs> yeah because you you have okay. to say you have to learn to say no um sure. that's another part of entrepreneurism it's it's easy to chase the dollars be like oh man this person would be great we can sign them up we can do this and this and this but it, it generally doesn't work out very well for both parties yeah. if, or if you force the situation so we've been very selective and in our outbound efforts as well in being very selective you know we're not just spraying and praying and hoping somebody's going to sign up with us or engage we're being very strategic about it and um it, it, it's worked out. It's worked out well. Very cool. Very cool. Man. That's that, that's one. I think that's one of the toughest topics for most people that don't want to hurt people's feelings is letting go of that person. You know, yeah, we tell people uh, all the time, if, and something's very empowering by being able to say no. Um, even though it really you, is. Want, you want that revenue, you want that that additional piece, you want that that line item on your on your profit and loss statement or your balance sheet, but you have to really pay attention to the core integrity of your business. And if you can't help, don't. Um, and there's three more people that are waiting in line that you can help. And we've really done that well, I think, to a point here at Conversion Fanatics. But, you know, that, that's, that's just something we're constantly striving for is just to be better. And uh, every day we, we look for ways to improve every little area of our business. If we can improve just 1% every day, you know, we got, a, we double <laughs> our effectiveness in a hundred days. So um, that's, that's just really what we strive for. Have you found yourself ever getting like uh, comfortable? I, I, I've been there before where I'm like, wow, we're making some pretty good money this, this month and it's revenue, it's recurring revenue, but do you ever get tired? Like, or do you, do you ever find yourself getting comfortable? And I, I think I almost want to say it's, it's scary because when you get comfortable, which results to sometimes being scared of, uh, of losing that income, but there's a, there's that balance. It's how do you keep it going? Um, yeah, you I, yeah, I have, I mean, it's easy to get comfortable when things are going well, but you always plan for failure. <laughs> Um, and that's something you got to really, really work towards is just plan for the worst. Um, yeah, the old saying is, uh, you never want to get there, but plan for divorce <laughs> before you get married. <laughs> um, right. you, you know, loosely, I'm sure my wife would hate me to say that, but, uh, <laughs> happily married 11 years. So we're, we're good, but, um, congrats. Yeah. Thanks. And yeah, we just strive that's that's all we do. I mean, and I'm constantly looking for ways to get uncomfortable. If I don't have a little bit of anxiety in my gut around something, that means I'm not pushing hard enough. And uh, I just recently, kind of November-ish, I started getting a little bit complacent. So I um, 
really started pushing again. And now I've got new initiatives, you know, for 17 that I started, you know, a few weeks ago um, and just really carrying it off. I mean, we've grown extremely fast um, starting from our little idea just a few years ago um, to, you know, we've now got, I think there's 20 people on staff. Um, so we're, we're nice. constantly growing. I've got another interview here this week to hire another person. Um, so we're, we're making strides and uh, we grew 150% last year and then 150% previous year. Um, so we're making strides We're we're pushing every day and just trying to put out the best service that we can possibly do, you know, keeping that integrity in mind. Are you guys all uh, local there? Is everybody in house or do you have outside outbound callers? Um, we're pretty much in house. Um, we've got some flexible contractors that work for us as well. Um, pretty much work for us full time as contractors. I mean, they, they have side gigs too, but you know, we keep them so busy <laughs> that, you know, it's, it, it works out that way, but yeah, they, we, we put through the hours, but we got yeah, a total of about 20 of us. I think there's eight of us here in the office. Um, and we're moving cause we've only had a, we've been a virtual company up until September of last year. So now we're, um, moving everybody in house. We got a new big office and being all fancy and official that way. And yeah, things been really well. That's awesome, man. Okay, so um, there is a mentor out there for you. That first person that you think about that really ignited you, um, and, and you you can bounce ideas off of. Who's that person for you? Uh, now or then? Uh, now, <clears throat> now. Um, well, one of my biggest, the, the person that I go to most is my business partner. Okay. Uh, now. now. Um, that's the person I go to first. And then, uh, my good friend, Marty McDonald from bad Rhino. He's, uh, yeah. he's another one that I talk to regular, um, because he's in a service-based business as well. Um, and he's got a few years on me in the service-based business. So I talk to him regularly, um, just to give ideas, but most part, um, my business partner, we're pretty much polar opposites. So it, we, but we balance each other out really well. I'm the go forward and break stuff and he's the more logical person behind it. And, you know, how can we, <laughs> how can we process this um, rather yeah. than you just going out and, and making, screwing things up. No, that's cool, man. You don't have the same personalities because I, I was looking at uh, partying up the gentleman here recently and I realized we, we have the exact personalities. Yeah, you know, he, he's telling me what to do, and I'm like, I don't like to be told what to do, and I'm sure he yeah. doesn't either. So I, I, I said, I'm just gonna here and match this guy. So I threw it back at him, and you can tell that the relationship is just not. It may not be the best fit, you know. Um, so that's cool. How did you guys meet each other? Um, we actually met oh years ago, eight, nine, ten years ago. I don't even know. One of the first people that I'm, one of the first person that I met when I moved to Austin. Um, okay. And we were on separate paths, but we crossed paths many different times. And then um, we had both, we're basically doing the same thing that we are now, but he had a team and he had systems, he had processes in place. And we decided just to test it out, try an idea, and then it transitioned into what is now Conversion Fanatics. 
Very cool, man. That's uh, well. I I hope to be enjoying a nice glass of purposeful water with you when I'm in Austin. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and uh, I I love going out there. We we drove out there with the family a couple of years ago, and I I really liked it. I told my wife, and I've shared with you a couple of times. I said if there's any reason I move out of of California, it would be uh, would be Texas, and it'd be close to you guys, uh, right there in the hub of. Of, of what I guess the boom, if you want to call it the boom of internet marketing, as well as um, you know, just the tech, it's the tech yeah, part, you know, and that's what I'm about. Yeah, there's so. quite a few of us here, and uh, yeah, it's a good place. Um, enjoying some wonderful weather today, and definitely beats the cold of North you, Dakota that's for sure. Do you plan ever to moving back to uh, another spot, or do you you guys think you're gonna no, go we're, for long haul there? Yeah, we're in it for the long haul here in Texas. Nice. Nice, man. Well, Justin, man, I really appreciate your time, brother. And uh, how can uh, folks get a hold of you? Well, you can find information. Are you reachable? About, yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, okay. You can find information about us at conversionfanatics.com. Or if you want to connect with me on social or anything, all that fun stuff, you can go to clickso, C-L-Y-X-O.com slash Justin Christensen, all one word. And uh, that has all my social links and everything on there. Beautiful. Hey, well, you enjoyed the uh, start of a new beautiful year, man, and wish you massive success. Awesome. Thanks, Caesar, for having me, and uh, we'll talk again soon. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up our session here with Embedded Strategies. Make sure to reach out to Justin. He shared some very powerful nuggets that will help you. And make sure to take massive action in your business today. Your business is worth it. We'll see you on the next one.